everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 74. What's better, off property or on property at Disney? Or on property or off property. Did I say it backwards? Away from Disney. Did we discuss (laughs) an opposite? This is the age old debate. And are we going to have satisfactory results for people, do you think? Or do you think it's just going to be more confusing? Oh, it won't be more confusing. Okay. But, but you know, I'm going to throw out there, I am biased <laughs> because of my experience. Well, and I think that's why we are qualified to do such an episode, um, because we have experience going to the parks and being on and off property. And when we say on property, we mean staying at a Disney resort. Or a Disney-affiliated resort. There are some resorts that are on Disney property that are not owned by Disney, but which qualify basically as being on property and you get all the same amenities. Yeah. And There's we actually can... more of those than I would prefer, to be yeah. quite honest. But uh... <laughs> That's because you're bougie, right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think that there's a... There's a certain thing that goes with the exclusivity, and that's why they have those perks. And so all of a sudden, when you open it up beyond that, um, it's interesting. Now, that'll make for a good discussion today. You know which some of those those places are. Yeah, so Disney labels them as good neighbor resorts, um, and they do. They get... State Farm? Um, like a good neighbor? I I'll have to check in on that one. With my unlocking the magic travel agency, they're gonna is, they're gonna sue us for using their thing, <laughs> which is where I am blessed to work and help book travel. And so, yes, I have been over the last year or so. I've been learning more about more options for people to stay because people come and ask me my recommendations. And so, it's cool that I've I've experienced both on and off property, and that's why working with a travel agent is nice. Because it's a free service to you and you're talking to somebody that's been there and has experience. And and I I don't have like, I'm only going to send people to this one exact place. Like I'm pretty open to, you know, trying to match what people, their needs are and what I think that they're going to like. And so like one of those, one of those things that I'm thinking about is like, how much are they going to be able to handle the inconvenience of being off property and some people they have a high tolerance and some people have a low tolerance we know with you where's your tolerance level dear no tolerance (laughs) no tolerance so this i think it's a good place to start let's just talk about the most obvious thing when we when you talk about you know when someone asks a question should i stay on property should i stay off property um well i would say the first thing actually people will talk about is price let's leave that to the very end I would say, let's talk about the convenience factor. Okay. For me, this is the number one part of the discussion of on or off. You have to recognize that one is going to be more convenient to a Disney centric experience than the other. Right. And again, you have to, maybe some people want a breather from that atmosphere. I, I'm not that person. I'm happy to be just engulfed and, and there, but some people, they might need to go and do other excursions or other things um, and staying off property might make more sense. Well, when I'm talking about convenience, I'm, I'm saying, you know, Disney has tiers of services available while you're staying on property. 
there's the monorail resorts, right? That's going to give you direct access to the Magic Kingdom Park. Um, there are other resorts that have, you know, a Skyliner access, right? So right, then right. you have direct access to Epcot or to Hollywood Studios. Obviously, there's bus service at all of them. The The convenience factor comes down to this. If you are off property, you're going to have to commute yourself in and go to a parking lot and and then travel from the parking lot to get inside the theme park. Okay. Right. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm talking about. And so, you know, it's it, it's a thing. You got to fight fight traffic. You'd rather flight traffic, but <laughs> but you got to fight traffic. Maybe one day, dear. <laughs> so this this you know we tend to be folks that stay on property for a lot of reasons. We've discussed it at length in the past. You know, some of you know between being DVC owners and and our preferences are just in general. But this was highlighted for me very recently. The convenience factor. You know, I went, uh, it was the annual guys trip. There was a big group of us. Um, we had a lot of fun and it made a lot of sense for such a big group to actually go get an Airbnb and then we did it on the cheap, right? Well, and I think this is just me and my story in my head, but you guys are going out there without your wives and without your family. And so you're like (laughs) trying to sell it to your spouse, like, Hey, it's not going to cost a lot, you know, and so staying off property. Yeah, some of those might. dudes might have to sell it, you know. <laughs> I'm, I did not have to worry about that. No, but. but you know, again, I just think that maybe that was a factor in why that was why that made sense for that particular trip. Well, it's interesting, yeah. you know. There was there was um, a fair number of the fellows that came this year. Um, there was ten of us, right? right? This, it was <laughs> ten dudes, right? That was our whole party, right? And for a bunch of them, it was the very first time they'd ever been to Disney. Right. And um, for others, it was the first time in many time. decades, right? The first time in forever. So it was basically like the first time. And so their first you experience, no, I'm I'm going to lose my thought. Their their first experience here <laughs> is we're staying at this, this Airbnb and, you know, we got to get in the car. We got to wake up at certain times and then we got to figure out how we're going to get in and we got to park and... And you had to have a rental car or a couple rental cars, right? Yeah, we had to have two rental cars, right? I mean, um, there's there's factors. So when I'm talking convenience, I'm talking about access in and out of the park, access around the Disney um, property in general, right? Well, I just have to say here that... It's not the same as that, Disneyland. And I got to make that very clear too, right? The Disney World versus the Disneyland factors are completely different. Because the convenience at Disneyland is you could stay at a hotel literally right across the street. You're there. Disney World's not like that. Remember, we're talking about property twice the size of the island of Manhattan. (laughs) I was just going to say, though, you know, our communication is like, you know, 20 percent or 15 percent like actual the words we speak. And then there's body language and there's tone. And if you couldn't pick up from Randy's tone (laughs) about how he feels about staying off property, then... Maybe read read between the lines a little bit there. It's inconvenient. Yeah. So I was, you know, I like my numbers and and looking at my statistics for my trips. And so I was like, huh, let me count. So I've taken 23 Disney trips in my entire life, including Disneyland two or three times, I think. Um, Three times. And I counted. And out of those 23 times, only seven times have I stayed off property. So seven. Interesting. Yeah. So back early days. Right. And that was why we were excited about getting DVC because we had enough experiences off property where we're like, not not our favorite. 
Um, and then recently we went on a trip um, and we were trying to save money and so and we didn't want to use our DVC points. And so we stayed off property. So you and I had that experience. Yeah. So you've had two in a row off. And then the other time was um, more recently was I don't even remember when. I can't even, I'm looking at my list and I can't even tell. So I guess what I'm saying is the majority of my time I've stayed on property. And so I think that just looking at those numbers alone, that tells you what my preference is. Now I'll say this. Um, I prefer greatly being on property, but you're not going to have a bad trip being off property. Okay. So, so just because it's less convenient, doesn't mean that it's going to ruin your trip or anything. Again, I have preached this from day one. It, your, your trip success, your trip happiness is all going to be about your ability to manage expectations and the ability to manage expectations begins with setting expectations, right? Yeah. And so if you're going to be off property, set the expectation right away that you're going to deal with some traffic there's going to be some strange things that happen. You got to get back and forth. Orlando the is parking just a lot. city in America with it is, people right? and you're, problems. You're, you're gonna you're gonna just deal with that yeah. kind of stuff, and you're gonna get lost. You know, Google's gonna tell you that the way to get back to your hotel is actually taking you right to the center of the Epcot, Epcot parking, parking lot. lot. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna happen. So set your expectations, yeah. and then and then those things won't be such a big part of it for you. Okay, in terms of the convenience factor. Well, and I think to me, a lot of like, I think managing expectations, I think hand in hand with that is you have to summon a lot of energy and that starts in your mind. And so when you're at the park at the end of the day and you're like, oh my goodness, I still have to get all the way to the exit of Magic Kingdom. Then I got to take a boat and then I got to, I got to take a tram to get to my car. And then I got to take my car all the way back to my off property so again, when you're when you're at the teacups or whatever and you're thinking about like, I have to summon all this energy to just get back. Whereas if you're on property, it's like, oh, I just got to I got to get to the exit and take the monorail. And and there I am at the Polynesian. Yeah. So I don't Does that make sense? And I think it's sure. the other I think it's the other way around. Like in the evening, as you're thinking about the next day, you're like, OK, I got to get up. I got to get the Genie Plus And then we got to. How long is it going to take to, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and again, some people have a high tolerance. Oh, that's no big deal. Like that is worth it to me. I don't care staying off property Yeah, and other people don't. So, so that's, that's the first factor is convenience. Um, let's talk about amenities and perks. There is, there is a stark difference. Yeah. I mean, to me, the first thing I think of is just restaurants, food, um, and kind of that immersive, immersive eating experience, right? When you're staying on property, you have, you feel like I'm at the Caribbean beach. Like I feel like I'm having an island experience, right? Like yeah. I, I think that you're going to have food that's in that realm. And if you don't like that food, you can just go over to the Riviera, which is close and have French food or whatever. But um, when you stay off property, you have a whole slew of choices. Of course, you're going to have to make sure you have a car, a rental car. I guess you could Uber, but anyway, so just food alone is a different experience. And you can go eat at TGI Fridays. <laughs> right. Have fun. No, I'm, I mean, yeah, I think, I think obviously food selection is a part of it. Um, uh, another thing, what are you doing to that microphone over there? I don't know. I accidentally hit it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what all those sounds are. I'm looking at the waves, but uh, um, 
what was I saying? Oh yeah, food. Food's TGI one thing. Fridays. But but um, it goes beyond like some of the amenities you would find at a resort. You can find a lot of those amenities. Look, I mean, it's one thing to stay at Airbnb. It's another thing to go stay at like the Hilton or something like that. There there are plenty of other name brand resorts in yeah. and around Orlando that you'll find similar amenities that what you'd find at a Disney resort. One of the things you won't find though is um, extended hours access. Right. Oh, and that, that hits hard. Like <laughs> you were just there trying to get. So what I'm talking it? about is what I'm talking about the is rides and park you, access, right? Yeah. I'm talking about when the park opens and when the park closes, when you stay at a Disney resort, most days the park either opens earlier for you or it stays open later for you. Right. right? Um, typically only by 30 minutes for the opening part. Right. So, you know, if magic kingdom set to open at nine o'clock for everybody, deluxe or resort guests it used to be deluxe now i think it's any resort guest right but resort guests now get in at 8 30 and when i say get in i mean like they get to go and do the stuff while everybody else has to stand behind a rope or go stand in line at starbucks okay (laughs) which is what you recently did with your off-property experience and so we we had that experience um and i'll tell you the next part that makes it really difficult there is one time of the day for your Disney theme park trip, that is the most important time of the day. 7 a.m. 7 a.m., right on the dot. 7 a.m. is zero seconds, right? And three things can happen at 7 a.m. when you're a Disney resort guest. Number one, you can get in line for a virtual queue. But the good news is, is you can do that even if you're not a Disney resort guest. Okay, so no advantage. Where you stay. No advantage nothing, to, yeah. the, to the stay there, okay? Number two you can book your first Genie Plus Lightning Lane of the day. But you can also do that if you're not a Disney Resort guest, okay? okay. So, so that's, so that's even. word of wash, it's even. Yeah. Number three, however, is a big one. And that is if you want to buy an individual Lightning Lane for a specific attraction at a park, you can only do it at 7 a.m. if you're staying at a Disney Resort. So for instance, you can get in the Tron Virtual Queue, but if you're like me, you're like, hey, we're going to be at Magic. I want to ride Tron twice. So I'm going to spend the $18 or $20 it's going to be so that I can pick. I have control over what time I ride Tron a second time. Okay. But I and, know you did buy it. So how, how did you buy it? And if you're not a resort guest, right. you have to wait until the park opens to do that. Really opens, not early entry opens. Really opens. Okay. And the gamble is this, and I experienced it. Um, the gamble is this. It will sell out. And it did for us. For Tron? For Guardians? Guardians of the Galaxy, which I had never, ever, ever seen sell out before. Wow, it must have been. You were, you were talking out. about it being super busy there. It had to have been for and that. And then the second part of that is, is that remember, part of the big advantage of buying on to one of those rides is you get to pick what time it is. Well, if the times are gone. So, for instance... If I end up with boarding group number 20 to ride Tron, I know I'm riding in the daytime, yeah. but I really like to ride it at nighttime. It's yes. cooler, yeah. right? Yeah. So if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy like a nine o'clock or how, however late I can. Basically, I try and buy the latest I can. I want it to be the last thing I do. Well, if you have to wait two hours until the park opens, that's two hours that resort guests have been able to fill those slots. Right. And, and they do. And okay. they fill it up. And, so, and so when that's you're a, saying that's a individual, big deal. individual lightning lanes, each park has one attraction that you can buy 
on. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just Epcot and Magic Kingdom. It's all four yeah, parks. Yeah, all four parks yeah. have, have – and Magic Kingdom has two. Seven Dwarves and Tron are, are the two individual lightning lanes. Um, you can only buy two total per day across all parks, right? So you have to be very choosy with it and, and how you're going to plan it out. But you're gonna park up, that's, yeah. a, that's a big deal because now all of a sudden you're like, oh, that could – impact how if i want to park hop later on like the availability of buying a second spot okay so earlier i was talking about food on and off property but you were i mean kind of over the amenities feature was also the the genie plus yeah i'm talking about the you know perks yeah um you know that is that is my opinion that's a big perk that you're able to do something earlier than others Okay. Now it's ironic that the only thing you're allowed to do earlier than others is spend money. But <laughs> that's what I thought too. I'm like, what does that say about people that stay on property? But, but look, here's here's the deal. Let's say you have a 7 a.m. and you miss the virtual queue. Guess what? That happened to me for the first time ever. I missed a virtual queue on this last trip. That's how busy it was. Wow. I missed the virtual queue, and then I had to basically bite my nails. For That's two hours o'clock. to find out whether I was even going to be able to buy my way oh, on. Oh, okay. Boy, I, it really kind of messed up the flow of the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else could we talk about? I mean, I, I think we've talked a little bit about just. Let's, let's, let's talk about service. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the people at Walgreens, they're nice. You know, when you got to go get your whatever to, at your Airbnb, you need to get some groceries or whatever. You got you got nice enough people at Walgreens. You're going to find nice people everywhere. But the level of customer service that Disney uses to train their their cast members is to me, there's no match. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A but. probably. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I think that's absolutely true. And here's the thing. If you do have a bad experience with a Disney cast member, and it could happen from time to time, all you got to do is talk to somebody else and they'll find a way to make it right. Right. Okay. So, so there's no lose there. Um, But I've stayed at many other resort properties and, you know, you've not gotten that same sort of thing. You go stay at Airbnb, you're going to get no service. Let me tell you about this one for us. We got there and the satellite TV didn't work. Now, personally, I didn't care about that because I didn't go to watch TV. Yeah. But the other fellas, they wanted to check scores or something or pull it up and and watch a game after we got home from the parks. And it wasn't working. We were there for four days. Right. And the earliest they told us they could have someone there to repair it for us was on day four. Right. (laughs) Um, That wouldn't happen the Disney way. Right. (laughs) So, you know, you, you, you have a little bit of that and give and take. Yeah. Again, what's important for you and your your trip. I will say um, just my, I mean, we're not talking a ton about Universal, but Universal is the same in the regards of hotel guests do get the parks. I think it's a full hour. You get a full hour. hour. And that's a big deal at Universal. Like things can back up and Harry, the Harry Potter areas can get really crowded and so, and the, and the other big perk is if you're at one of their better hotels, you get their the express their pass. express pass, Unlimited, like yeah, that that's included instead of having to basically buy a whole extra ticket for it. That's a big deal. Yes, and so um, that you really have to weigh things out at that point. And then the other thing, and I this is at Disney ho- hotels as well, but there's concierge levels at 
it's more of the deluxe hotels, but even at the universal um, higher tier hotels, like you really have to consider like, oh, they're going to have continental breakfast. They're going to have snacks throughout the day. They're going to have water bottles I could just grab and take to the park. So those are just things that you really need to consider. Like, yeah, it does cost more to do concierge level, but what am I getting? And, and the convenience of this is literally on the same floor. It's down the hall and I can just go and, and eat at, you know, yeah. this only exclusive yeah. concierge area. So those are just to me that that makes it more of an immersive vacation, stress free. You know what I mean? If you've if you've yeah. got it all planned out in that regard. All right. Let's talk about the last one. And this is the big one. And I think that really is it's just money. Okay? Yeah. That's one of my favorite sayings. It's just money. It's just money. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the thing. This is for most people, actually, their biggest deciding factor, right, is is cost. And um, without a doubt, no mincing words, staying at a Disney resort, even, even at some of their value resorts, can be an expensive endeavor compared to what you can get off property. Absolutely. And again, when I talk one-on-one with people that are going to Disney and, and want my expertise advice, I really do recognize the money factor, but I also recognize that if this is their one trip to Disney World, like I wouldn't recommend them, especially if I hear their personality and, and the things that they like and that they want from this trip, I would I would say this is worth the money that you've saved for years or you know this one-time trip to stay on property. Is it going to be more? Probably. But again, the whole rental car, paying for parking, all of those things do go into the math equation. But it, it's definitely um, you get what you pay for, right? With anything yeah. in life. You know, there's there's um, one other really big thing here that can factor into the cost equation. We didn't really talk about that, but recently it's the return of the Disney dining plan. Right. You know, for some people, um, that's a big deal. It's only available if you are a Disney resort guest um, to to participate in the dining plan. You know, we'll have to do an episode just on the dining plan later on to talk a little bit about what it is and how it works. It's a little bit different than it used to be, but ostensibly the same as well. So you you get a little bit of both. But it's one of those things that um, when it comes down to cost, you got to factor all of those things in. You got to talk about transportation. You got to talk about your lodging. You got to talk about your food. You got to talk about parking. Um, when you're off property, you have to do all of those things, right? When you stay on property, you may be paying more per night on the lodging part, but you may also be losing all of those other expenses that you would have had. Now you don't have to pay to park your car to get back and forth from the theme parks. Now you don't have to um, pay to um, rent a car in the first place, right? You could Which you could Uber from an, the hotel and just be there yeah. and be done, right? And I promise you, it is cheaper to even get two Ubers and go back and forth from the airport than it is to rent a car for the, for week, the week while you're there. Yeah. Um, well, and I think just just inserting myself here, I feel like time is money, and yeah. so if that if they are going and they want the full experience, they want to get the most out of the park ticket, then staying near the park right and getting there and even if they want to leave and use the hotel pool that's a whole other topic right leaving the hotel or leaving the park when you're staying off property it's just 
it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. And if you have little children that need naps or whatever, you really have to factor in like, is this gonna is this gonna ruin our trip by having a cranky child and sure. then therefore a cranky parent, you yeah. know? And so that's. But I know we're going off topic, and maybe people are like, "But really, what's the cost?" So I would say, um, I inserted myself, and then I let you finish. Were you going to say something else? I don't remember anymore. I'm sorry, it's expensive. I think that yeah. I think that's the thing is I I don't I don't want to sugarcoat that right. Staying at a Disney resort can be expensive. There's lots of different there's there's variety to choose from in how expensive it will be, right? Um, but I, I can't argue with the fact that you can go and get an Airbnb for like a hundred bucks a night. Like it can be done. Right. Um, we did that. You right. and I. <laughs> there so, were ants on the kitchen so, table. So recently, now that was the payoff is that there were ants on the kitchen table. You wouldn't have thought that. And there that. was no shower curtain. <laughs> and we were missing the shower curtain in one of the, sh- in the bathrooms. But, but anyways, um, who knows when that would have come. But the point is you could, you could save a lot of money by staying off property, right. but you may also be spending a lot of money that you weren't accounting for. Just watch it um, and, and add it up. And if it makes sense for you and you're willing to make that trade, it's okay. You yeah. can still have a great experience off property. I think it makes more sense for adults though. Like I, can you imagine the Airbnb going back and forth with strollers and I, I, I get it though. I get it though, because for some people that cost is going to be huge. And and listen, you mentioned this to start personalities. There are some people that will not be able to get over the cost and, and, and thinking about it all the time could ruin your trip. Now, again, manage your expectations (laughs) and you'll have a better time. Don't have money be one of those things. Otherwise you're, you'll drive yourself nuts. You really will. Um, you know, set yourself up for success and and just know, hey, we're going to spend some money. Right. And just, I mean, this is obviously 2024 and who knows what it will be later, but you probably could get an Airbnb $100 a night, like you said. Yeah. And and you could definitely spend more than that on an Airbnb. Like a Orlando area hotel, it's it's going to be just like any other like there are different levels of Sure. Hotels, um, but maybe one fifty. I, w- I probably wouldn't spend less than one fifty a night, just because that is going to indicate the area that you're in. And anyway, but for the Disney value resorts, you can get about two hundred dollars a night, and that's for a family of four. Yeah. Um, and then the moderate, it's closer to I would say three fifty, maybe. 400 somewhere in that an average per night um and then the deluxe can can probably start i would say the lowest for a deluxe for a family of four um maybe 450 or 500 dollars a night and that is not Not i mean it's not not insignificant right so um and then that obviously that number can go quite high (laughs) and we're talking um, yeah, I mean, I remember when we were deciding on DVC, it came down to, you know, for a full week at the Polynesian, for our family of six, we need two studio rooms. It was going to be $8,000 just for lodging, right? For a week. For a week. And so when we balanced that against making a bigger purchase for DVC and knowing we could return again and again and again, it right. made a lot of sense. So I, I just want to say you can have a great trip if you stay off property. You can have an amazing trip if you stay on property. <laughs> You can have an amazing trip if you stay off property yes. too, by the way. Um, but that's that's it. I feel like I've settled the debate. On property wins for me. But it's okay to be off property. <laughs> the tone of your voice. 
I think I think again, like you said earlier, you're going to have an amazing trip regardless. And I think a lot of that is just your attitude, your preparation um, and your mindset going into it. Like we're going to have fun knowing that there's going to be hiccups and we're just going to work through those and keep going. Like I've recently sent someone on a trip and they had a great first day, maybe even a great second day. And then their third day, like the wheels had fallen off. And I was like, okay, good. Like they got that day out of the way. The rest and the rest of the trip ended up being much better. And so, um, yeah, those things happen and, and then you just move forward. So one last thing to say, I think before we go again, it's a great plug purpose for you to visit with a Disney travel agent, someone who really knows what's going on. It's not infrequent for Disney to run specials on their travel yes. packages Yes, and packages can include everything from your lodging to, um, to park dining tickets. plan to park tickets and all of the above. Right. And so sometimes you'll find that if you do it right and you get someone who really knows what they're doing, you still could actually save some money even being on property. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, I would actually probably not recommend going unless you have a promotion. And the thing that, that with those you can book when there isn't a promotion and then your agent can keep track of, Oh, Hey, there a promotion popped up and then you can adjust your yeah. reservation. So Anyway, I thought this was a good, um, hopefully pretty thorough review of what we like and what we don't like. As thorough as we'll be in 30 minutes. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye.